0: late night anger management class this is sports rage i am gable morency the pimps, the players the hustlers the people that bust them and everybody else in between throwing it down it's the free show it's football friday we're all over it all right we're breaking it down uh tony finn steps up and it straight from the strip in las vegas nevada a uh, wager talk sports memo in the house steve merrill kicking it with us we hit college we hit pro we'll hit gonzaga we'll hit uh baylor uh, we've got Bobby Curran stepping up and in. We'll break down Hawaii and San Jose State. And who would have thought that this would be such a big uh, football game? And, hey, it's big for San Jose State. But San Jose State, they're not running the table. And San Jose State will not beat Hawaii in this football game. It's a, you know, listen, San Jose State, we're lucky they dodged a bullet that their game against uh, Boise State got canceled. As good of a story as it's been. Uh, Michigan against Ohio State, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. Really, nobody really knows uh, right now, but it's almost at a point where Michigan better show up and play because people are going to believe that they are uh, ducking out. And the thing is, they won't screw Ohio State anyways. We'll get the crew's thoughts uh, tonight on the college football playoff picture. NFL football, well, NFL football is a whack job uh, this year. And, you know, with the COVID and with injuries, it's very difficult. Yeah, we're going to go over the games, uh, but it's one of these deals, man. Get your bets in at like 1259 59 on Sunday morning Eastern uh, time. The Minnesota Vikings late 10 and a half to the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. Miami also like uh, 10 and a half. And I believe our coach's hotline actually is sin, sin, nat, T at my M. Come on, don't you know this is costing me money? You're lucky this is not costing you money. The show is free. The show is free. So we're going to hit the coach's hotline uh, tonight. The Cleveland Browns getting five and a half against uh, the Tennessee uh, Titans. Detroit Lions uh, plus three against Chicago. Yeah, you know what? Matt Patricia isn't there, but neither is Kenny Galladay. All right? Neither is Andre Swift. Neither is uh, Deshaun Hand and a lot of other uh, people. So neither am I. And in fact, I'm sorry to tell you this, Chicago, and shout out to the Windy City. I know we got a ton of listeners in Chicago, and we appreciate it. Um, you guys aren't going to like this, all right? Uh, because I'm the kiss of death. I'm the kiss of death when it comes to the Chicago Bears, for or against. But give me the Bears. Give me the Bears. Friday night free show has begun. This is for Trades. Bet your rage. Bring it. This is Portrait. Friday night, Free show. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down. Steve Merrill will step up and in in a couple of moments. Tony Finn's uh, with us. Bobby Curran going to step up and in as well. Who knows uh, what else? Maybe we'll open up the pipeline since we are here for three hours, 180 minutes, three levels of insanity and uh, degenerateness. And uh, speaking of insanity and degenerateness, uh, Better's going crazy tonight over this Raging Cajun. App State uh, football game in which it appeared as if, though the raging Cajuns were going to pull away uh, with this game. Uh, they were in control. App State comes back and, you know, li- listen, uh, Louisiana had serious problems tonight snapping the football. And it's funny because we've talked about long snappers in the past. And I don't think the common bozo jackass – uh, Johnny Sixpack understands just how important it is. Remember when Cleveland had this problem earlier in the year and I talked about it extensively and we talked about, man, if you don't have another long snapper, it's not as simple as just snapping a football guys. Like, you know, like really and you see this. So for whatever reason tonight, the kid on um, on Lafayette, he got the yips, man. It's like a golfer that like forgot to know, you know what I mean? You can't you can't putt it or remember Steve Sacks throwing the baseball like in, into the stands from second base all the time. Rick Ankiel throwing the ball into the backstop. It just becomes this mental thing, and it was like multiple times, man, multiple times. And then the coach gets all goofy at the end of the game. He takes a safety. App State can tie the football game, but a field goal is blocked. A wild night of football in the belt uh, tonight. Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill uh, right now. Steve, you and I talk about what the definition of bad beats uh, are. Whatever, man. It seems almost like every damn night right now, every game is just insanity. Look at the Marquette-Wisconsin game tonight. I had over 136 and a half. I, I, I think it's going to overtime. I get a, a blessing, a miracle, and uh, the kid tips into freaking basketball. You can't make this stuff up anymore, Steve.
2: Well, the, the one thing you can control is not playing those games, but then again— um. It's hard in hindsight, it's obvious, but, you know, in looking ahead, you don't know which games are going to be random. But, yeah, i have taken it easy, actually, Gabe. I,
0: as, as a handy. No, my, uh, my point was as, I didn't use the business, NFL game yesterday. I, I get it. I was going to say your business model no, was gonna, is probably not to no, tell people say, not to bet on the game.
2: <laughs> no, I've, um, I've gone 4-0 this month so far with all college basketball. That's my point. I didn't use the NFL game. I didn't even try to guess on that Raven-Steeler game yesterday. And, um or two days ago, and I didn't mess with the college football game each of the last two nights I've passed. So I've actually passed in football this entire month, and it's been college hoops only, and um, two small favorites have won by 33 points combined the last two nights. So no, my point is that you just gotta pick those spots, and yeah, luckily I stayed off these football games recently, because they've been kind of random.
0: Yeah, you know what, but people, you, that's, you know, I understand that you're posting the picks, but the common fans are are betting these games every night, right? But it is true. You get if you're gonna bet on a Sunbelt game, you bet on a Mac game, you bet on any game, really. Don't be surprised if it's not, especially these TV games. You always have to ask yourself, do you like the game or is it just on TV, right? And like I, I would imagine it probably about 80, and I fall, I, you know, listen, I'm on the air during these games. So I'm not just gonna say, well, I'm not gonna take it. But I think like basically probably ninety-seven percent of people bet in these games. Bet them because they're on TV, right? Like if if put it this way, if Troy, if um, if Lafayette and the Raging Cajuns were playing at state tomorrow afternoon, there would be nowhere near the action that was on that football game tonight, Steve, right? With the sports books. Like I imagine their handle was huge for this football game tonight. If this game was tomorrow at four in the afternoon, people wouldn't even know it existed.
2: Exactly right. And that, that's my point exact is that, you know, there's what, 50 some games on the board tonight, mostly basketball. But, you know, combined football and basketball, you got like 30 to 50 games a night right now. The majority of those games, 40 to 45 of those 50 games, probably there's really no edge. The line is correct. You know, the odds makers do a great job putting the lines up and you're going to get these random results. So what you have to do as a sports better is to try to find – those one or two games a night where you think there's a real mathematical edge. And that's what I've been doing this week. It's been college hoops, but on the other side this is entertainment for most people. I mean, I'm doing this as a full-time professional. Yeah. My clients okay. are doing it as a form of investment. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to play the games, you know, for recreational purposes, you have to realize that you're taking a fit. You know, I thought there was no value in the football game. I thought the line was accurate. It could go 50, 50 either way that's kind of like betting on a coin flip, you know, and you're going to have runs of heads. You're going to have runs of tails in those situations. Um, but you can also have bad luck on games you think have an edge. I mean, it just is why every single play is a standalone event and why you can't be putting all your bankroll in one game. That's why money management's the most important thing long-term. And we talked about that with that Seahawks game Monday, you know, another incredible bad beat for football. In fact, it's the last football play I've had this week it was on Monday night. And, um, y- you know, you just can't control those things. And that's why if that – those guys who are writing the bookie letters saying they're never going to bet again. Probably had a little bit too much on that game.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. It's the same people, the same people that say they're never going to drink again. <laughs> All right. It's the same people that say uh, they're never going to had a little again bit too after. much to drink that night. But I'll tell you what, Steve, as far as the coin toss is concerned, I do bet on the coin toss and uh, in the Super Bowl. It's come up tails in six of the last seven Super Bowls. I just had a flashback. I was like, uh coin toss. I brought up the coin toss. Right. But um, I don't know. It really well, has come up tails all we, the time. That's, it really has.
2: <laughs> well, that's because tails never fails. That's a mathematical principle. So there again you have yes, a mathematical edge.
0: Yes, of course. Nobody ever like whoever says heads, like <laughs> I always say tails. You're right. Whoever calls heads. Those are
2: the same people betting the the don't line on the craps table. we're shorting the stock market
0: but you you raised you you said something that's intriguing to me i want i want to go back on as you stated too there's there's like i don't know let's say like if you did a profile of the of a gambler steve i don't know how many you know there's probably let's say six eight ten twelve different types you have the pure professional sharp pro guy that he doesn't care if the game's on TV or not, right? He's he's not capping games because they're on TV, and that's you. You're you're focusing in on what's the best games on this board, not what's oh the game is on TV uh, this evening. You have your sort of semi-pros, um, you know. and and you know, like you said, those Steve. You have the recreational guy, the recreational guy that says, you know what. I might lose. I don't know. I can't name one player on North Texas, but I'm putting 50 bucks on this game because I want to sit on the couch and drink a six-pack and watch a football game with 50 bucks on it. I don't know anything about it, but I'm taking this team. As you and I talked about it, Steve, with the Homer Simpson. Well, Miami, I like Miami this week. I like Cincinnati this week. They both make good points. (laughs) You know what I mean, Steve? (laughs) Like the average, the average guy... Right, The typical guy isn't breaking down the stuff that we are, Steve. You know what I'm saying? He's just, you know, he's at Buffalo Wild Wings. He's got 25 bucks on the Bengals or the Dolphins, bro. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, that's also because on that Simpsons episode, the one guy had his shoe-in of the week, and the other guy had his lock of the week, and they were both giant <laughs> shoes and locks, and that's why Homer thought he made a good case. But um, by by the way, Gabe, just looking up one of the sports book consensus that I follow, 4,500 tickets on the Appalachian State game tonight. Looking ahead to tomorrow afternoon, let's just pick the Florida Atlantic Georgia Southern game tomorrow night. 100 tickets so far in that game. So they, 45 times more tickets. Oh, granted, that game doesn't go to tomorrow night, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, 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 I would venture yeah. to say it's not going to be 4,500 tickets. It's at 105 right now with the day to go uh, for yeah, a comparable absolutely. type of game. So that's exactly what you were talking about. And, hey, look, there's nothing wrong with having a recreational play. A and weird. I go back to my money management point. It's all about money management. And if you go to my website right now, I've had this article up for 20 years at prosportsinfo.com, and I joke that the um, the only thing I had to change it the last 20 years was I used to say that it's ironic that people will shop uh, to find a lower price on a VCR or microwave oven but not a point spread. And now I had to change that to, like, DVD player, and then I had to change it to, like, laptop, computer, or <laughs> cell phone, you know, over the 20 years. But – the the logic still works you know it's all about money management i say in that same article you know play three percent of bankroll it's just a rough simple way to play all your games but if you don't think it has an edge play like one percent or one tenth of a unit on the fun games you know it's called a fun bet is what i called it and there's nothing wrong with that you know you pay 20 bucks to go watch a movie for three hours nothing wrong with putting 20 or 50 bucks on a football game and watch it for three hours and the beauty there is you could actually double your money afterwards and still get the entertainment, whereas the movie, you're, you're out no matter what. So, yeah, nothing wrong with that at all.
0: Yeah, and you only have to be right half the time to get your money back half the time, and you broke even, and you got free entertainment. Right. I know people. some people don't look at it like that. Oh, it's a horrible beat. Other people are like, you know what? I had a great time at the sports bar today, and yeah, I broke even, but I had a great time. Team Merrill, all right, uh, we're going to try to do better than that break even. On the other side, we'll get into the college football card. Sports race late night continues. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners. And I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. line Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of My ma Mm -hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Come on, come on! Don't you realize this is costing me money? And how good is that, Steve Merrill? Wager talk, sports memo in the house. Uh, <laughs> that Miami and Cincinnati play each other this weekend, Steve. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: it's,
0: it's great. That Miami <laughs> the Dolphins best line there is late Cincinnati. on me, that Coach. Is, yeah, late, yeah, late on me, Coach. <laughs> like he's really a coach, yeah. Late, on, late me coach. on me, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, late, late on me, Coach.
2: You know what's funny, Dave. Uh, you know what's funny Funny about that, though, is when I started in 1996, 25 football seasons ago, I had a 900 line because that was pre-internet. I mean, we didn't have websites back then, you know, doing picks and stuff. And um, I would venture to say, I mean, that was 24 years ago. There's a lot of people listening to the show tonight that are in their 20s. They probably have no clue what a 900 line was, never dealt with it, because after the 90s, they were gone. And that was, you know, 20, 25 years ago minimum that you would have seen one. So that probably doesn't even make any sense. Why you'd be calling up any kind of voice recording to get a pick, especially the fact that he was charging him by the minute. Um, so I don't know. That humor might be lost in a lot of the audience. The more I think about it,
0: you know what? I never, um, over the years, you know, I remember I told a story before. <laughs> I think the guy I was calling was uh, not the coach, but the Duke. His name was the Duke, or something like. I remember that. Remember the Duke. And- yeah. yeah, you remember the Duke? Yeah. Oh yeah. You do? Huh? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in the early days, the, big, right?
2: the Duke. That was the nineties. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he didn't suck actually, the Duke. Uh, it was the hotline, and I told you the story, I believe, Steve. But for people tuning in, um, my girlfriend at the time got our phone bill and opened up the phone bill, and dude, it was like three hundred and eighty <laughs> bucks or something like that for the month, right? Five hundred bucks. It was a lot, and it was like the Duke, and uh, it was like score lines. And she um, she was a stripper, so like she, danced, dancer, so she she thought the worst in everything all the time, right? So she was like right away, she goes, oh, you're calling sex lines. Oh, this is disgusting. And, you know, who calls phone sex lines? <laughs> and I told her, it's not a phone sex line. And she didn't believe me, and it was great. We called it together. I said, look, so I, we had the phone belt. I said, dial the number, let's go. It was like you've reached the Duke's hotline <laughs> NC State minus 14. <laughs> he starts up. She's like, "What the hell is this?" I'm like she goes, "I think this is worse." She goes, "You're calling some dude on the phone and like you know then she asked me like, "You must be betting a lot of money if you're calling a guy on the phone." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, no, 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 no. Not that much." Like I was way over my head, Steve, right? I was but and of course, you got to <laughs> remember the old remember the old scam. The Duke was actually a real dude. But remember the old guys, and it was the worst, Steve, with the score lines and stuff, that the boiler room guys, yeah. right? They'd get there, they'd get your number, they'd call you. Hey, you call hey, you like the better. Boom. Hey, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you right now, Gabe, and they're good salesmen, it's like telemarketing. This was in the nineties. I'm telling you right now, Gabe, you know, I got an inside, the beat writer, Notre Dame, Irish are going to cover tonight. All right. And then the Irish cover. <laughs> And then they check back in. If you want to buy our service, we gave you Notre Dame. They'll do it again, right? They'll do it one more time. Hey, listen, tonight we gave you, no, we gave you, no, we'll give you another game here, Cincinnati. Cincinnati covers. Boom. Then they call back the third time, and they want you to sign up, or then they say you owe them money, and they try to threaten you and extort you. And it happened all the time. Right. Basically, what they would do, guys, is they would like so they would call 500 people or a thousand people in the night. And they would tell 500 people Notre Dame's going to cover. And they would tell 500 people Syracuse is going to cover. Then they're, you know, to 500 people, the sports hotline got it right. Then they do it again. And the sports hotline got it right again. And then they can rope you in by getting like three or four right in a row. So mathematically, you do the math. Then they reel in, let's say, 50 people in the end that are convinced. These guys are geniuses. They just won four picks in a row. Now I'll buy their service. And if you tell them to half off, that's when they threaten you. Oh, we know where you live. We're going to report you because before gambling was illegal too, right, Steve? Man, I tell you, when I was a kid, dude, I always used to get threatened and stuff. You owe us money. We called you the other night and stuff like that. Um, send us, you know, they give you the, the Western Union numbers and stuff. Big, big racket, Steve, as you know. Yeah, and, and
2: what's funny about all that too is that The Internet really cleaned it up because people it was just too easy for people to check up on people, Google names, you know, and and the chat rooms and, you know, shows like yours. Now we can tell you who's legit, who's not. Um, But back then it was the wild, wild West Gabe. You know, you and I were coming up in the early to mid 90s with all this stuff. Um, We couldn't Google anything. We didn't have the Internet yet, you know, and like. Like, you 2 couldn't you couldn't prove what that phone number was until you called it because you couldn't just say, hey, look it up on Google. Type it in, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It really is amazing how it's come full circle. And um, that's been the one good thing about the Internet is it's definitely educated a lot of the recreational players out there for the good and bad.
0: And how about the sports books in the old days? Dude, in the old days, I'll never forget. I bet at this place, you're going to remember it. It was big at the time. Caribbean sports and um caribbean yeah one of the frack original Mastriani. yeah and it was like frack masteriani out of philly this guy ran <laughs> me and my buddy won we're dumb kids we won money yeah it was like 1400 bucks or something And they were late on the payment and somehow we got the guy on the phone he's like you think i give a crap about your your 1400 bucks <laughs> like he's like you think i'm ripping you i'm like you're a scam you're ripping you. He goes, you think i care i'm taking bets for 50k but just because and he goes just because you call me a liar, now I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> and he hangs up on us. <laughs> right, so <are> those deals. <laughs> we call back. The guy actually paid us. It took like two months. It was like pulling teeth. All right. Then I, then he got like indicted after it. I turned out like he's not such a bad guy. The guy was like hanging on for dear life at the time. Steve, you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well you remember the original one gabe was um remember bowman's international the mid-90s over in yeah, england that was my spot that's my they first were the sponsor. um
0: that's bet 365 now yeah they bet were legit I mean, yeah, Gary yeah that
2: was a, yeah it, that's a good point because i would say they were legit back then they were the first real big english one that you know had the 800 but back then there was no website yet you know you call in you'd have to have them read down the lines and i mean just look at the, the inefficiency of it nowadays. You don't need any customer support. I mean, people don't realize to get the numbers, like every single person calling needed their own operator. They'd be whole. They'd have hundreds of people in that call center, but they all oh, had yeah, the nice English accent. It was so different than like the Italian bookmakers and all the Costa Rican places.
0: Well, <laughs> Mr. Brancy. Yeah, I know. You're right. Like, you know, it's crazy, Steve. So my first radio show was uh, nearly 19 years ago. It's coming up the anniversary, January the 6th, 2002. And my first sponsor, Steve. So. I paid for my airtime. I bought airtime on, like, a station, all right, when I started. And I was like, wow, well, I got to get sponsors. And I cold-called Bowman's. I cold-called them. I didn't know them. I didn't know anything. I said, uh, hello, guys. I've been betting at your spot for the last, like, 12 years, um, you know, since you guys opened. And I'm doing a sports show. And, you know, I was wondering if you guys would sponsor me. I said, well, what do you have in mind? They said, I don't know. Give me money in my account. <laughs> like, uh i uh, plug the show. <laughs> and that was my deal, Steve. I said, and they said, when are you on? What station are you on? And the internet was new and stuff, and it had a website. And I said, this is my first show this Sunday. And I sent the link. They called me on, like, Tuesday. And they said, yeah, we're in. At the time, I was so excited. I was like, wow. And you know, it wasn't bad, Steve. They actually gave me, like, 500 a week or something. <laughs> like, they were like, all right, we're going to take a bunch of spots. Gonna get like.' And then I built it up. I was getting a lot. But it was so. It was Gary Bowman. I met him, class act, Gary Bowman. Yeah. Uh, nice guy. Yep. Really nice guy. He liked me and stuff. And um, he turned down selling for bigger money at times in the past. But Bet Three Six Five was like real, like on the stock market and all that type of stuff. And he saw that you know what these guys are going to take over anyway. So like so, I might as well sell to them. And Bet Three Six Five took over for Bowmans, and that's that's the Bowman story. Now into Bet365, a little gambling history for you uh, young ones out there. Yeah, and
2: by the way, uh, Bet365, of course, in New Jersey, they're making a play in the U.S. here now. And I remember I met Gary Bowman in 1996, the summer of 96, right before I started my company. I went out to a a seminar out in Las Vegas, and um, it was either Vegas Insider or Las Vegas Sports Consulting because Roxy Roxborough was speaking there. I met him. I met Gary Bowman. And Dave Malensky was on the panel. And I'll never forget Same this, crew. Dave. I'd never heard of Dave until that weekend. And he was talking about handicapping college football. And he had this huge three-ring binder. And this is like in July before the season was starting. He was talking about all the notes he takes on every team, every day in the revenge. I'm like, this guy's amazing. And then, of course, I got to know Dave over the years, you know, and on websites and stuff with him. But that was the first time I ever met it, uh, met him in person. Gary Bowman was there. Roxy was there before he kind of disappeared into the retirement years, and uh, Russ Culver as well, another one Malensky was yeah, connected yeah. with. Uh, so yeah, just amazing uh, looking back on that. It's hard to believe that's been 24 years.
0: I spoke with Roxy, not not on the phone, but um, uh, DM, Twitter, um, about a month ago or so. And I was trying to get him on the show. He won't come on. <laughs> he doesn't talk. like He's like, I don't do that stuff anymore. But for people that don't know, yeah, Roxy Roxborough was a legend. The Roxy line, Steve. The Roxy line, like before the internet days, I told the story, like, Dave, I used to, the newspaper used to come out, the initial, like, boom, man, first edition, ink all over your hand still. It would come out, bro, at like 2.30 in the morning type thing, 3 in the morning. And there was no computers, guys, all right, for all you people. Like, imagine, there's no computers. You don't, you couldn't handicap on a computer, right? And the point spreads. I used to I never I I never slept much, Steve, so I used to stay up and I'd go to this diner, this greasy spoon all the all night diner called Lucky Steve's, <laughs> and they'd bring the uh, the newspapers. They'd be the first one for all the drunks <laughs> and the sports fans in the place, and I'd stay up just to get my hands on the newspaper to get the Roxy line. And, and in the old days, guys, too, with bookies, on Sunday morning, that was the line. What the line said in the newspaper, that was your bet. That was the bet. Like, you'd call it in, but that was, they didn't adjust the numbers. It wasn't like, no one knew there was live movement. You weren't in Vegas, like, you know what I mean? Times have changed, guys. All right, we'll hit some games on the other side with the great Steve Merrill. Bring it. To hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. Betting. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a no. lock. No. <laughs> Late Night anger Management class. I'm April We're beginning with Steve Barrow. We're talking gaming. Fun stuff. We could talk for hours and hours and hours about this stuff. Um, it's, it's interesting. Somebody in the chat said that they actually found me in 2003 or so, whatever, years ago, uh, doing videos for sports interaction in the old days. So like, and you know what's crazy, Steve? You can be on TV networks and stuff and radio stations, and I caught on to this early, because people in the old days, and you and I have been in this business before, it was like, you know what I mean? It used to be sort of different, right? right? And I think people sort of, some people didn't look down, but like, oh, oh yeah, Marenci does videos for these sports books and stuff like that, right? And I knew, Steve, like, they, they told me, yeah, yeah, we've got 1.7 million customers. <laughs> I was like, so in other words, I'm going to be seen by like a million wow. people every day on the front front page of there. And my video would come on, dude, when you go to the site, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you know how much? Like, same with FanDuel. Like, I'm in an NGM commercial on TV uh, in New York, in the New York area, and not just New York. Dude, I got more pop from that than I do my shows. Like, I got I got stopped by, like, hot chicks in elevators and stuff. Are you an actor? I see you on TV. Because yeah, I was <laughs> featured. And I actually, dude, like, I'm, like, one of the features of the ad, though, bro. Right? And it's me yelling. They took a clip from my show, yelling about the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm in it with Kenny Smith, the NBA great, and Michael Rappaport, the actor. So I look big time. <laughs> like, I look big time in the ad a massive pop from that dude right so like it's you we know, have sports gaming dude, it's a multiple you know i like i talked about it and the, the, i swear to god i was having drinks at a christmas party last year with the uh the the big the headshot the big boys of Fanduel, who were like you know amongst the biggest in the business and you know right up there and when i was drunk i told them that i said you know Said sports betting and porn, the two can't miss businesses. They were howling, man. They loved it, Steve. <laughs> like all these executives, they're like, you "Hear what he just said." I said, "Oil, sports betting, and porn, man. You can't miss out." And I said, "It's gold." And these guys, like, they called one of their suits over. Hey, tell tell the joke, Abe. You just told us. And like, you know, Steve, it's a gold mine now. <laughs>
2: Well, that's the one thing, you know, people have always asked me over the years, like, why do you do radio and TV spots or whatever? And I was like, because I learn as much doing these as people that are listening learn. I mean, it's like you and I would not even know each other if we hadn't started working together like exactly. 10, 15 years ago. I, you know, when I was on covers.com, I, I uh, met, you know, you and Cam and doing, we did a lot of stuff, we used to um, do a TV show went out to the Vegas for some, Day you know, bow dog conventions. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I think that's probably when we first worked together, like '05 or '06, maybe. And, um. You know, we met so out in Vegas finally, like in 09, went to that football game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, like, you know, I would met Teddy a few summers earlier going to some of the dog conventions. We'd always worked together. But, I mean, I don't think people on the outside realize, like, it's actually a very tight-knit community, like the professional handicapper group. And um, even, like, on wagertalk.com, one of the reasons I moved over there from covers this year is that I just love the atmosphere there. We're not competitors. We all work together. We talk off the air. You know, I did that NBA and baseball show all summer and fall. And I had one of the best baseball seasons I've ever had, and it wasn't a coincidence. In fact, all of us by doing that show did others. because You're right. we kind of fed off each other on the show. You know, we say stuff that we respect like each other's point of view. And,
0: and, Steve, you know the Tuesday yeah. meeting, the Tuesday group in Vegas? There's a Tuesday group? Right. So, basically, it's every sort of capper in Vegas, and they meet on Tuesdays. And, you know, they meet at a restaurant, a bar, strip club, whatever. They'll mix it up, someone's house, you know, whatever. They'll, they'll mix it up. But basically it's like, who do you like this week? Yeah, why? Tell me. You know what I mean? And you know, it wasn't like, well, I'm not telling you. I'm selling it like you know and I me. Mean? And they all come across smarter, right? What does Fezzik think about this game? You know, all right, what do you think, Fezzik? You know what I mean? And you get like honest opinions. It's called the Tuesday group. And they, they meet every Tuesday. And you know, that's, you know, like you said, it's you know, it's people online and troll Steve. They don't really get it, that it's a family thing and that, and also that it's a business as well, right? People have to promote themselves. So I want to get I want to, get well, to the football, Steve. Here's a couple of picks, but go on. Go on, Steve.
2: Well, yeah, real quickly, as I say, I think what people don't realize too, it's a big enough business, it's a big enough sports betting market where we can all do well, you know? It's like yeah, we're, yeah. we're beating the bookmakers. So Teddy and I can both win and we can work to, we can work together and win and you and I can both win. And I feel that's, I think, you know, Two or three heads are smarter than one is what I've always said. You know, you put our heads together, we get some great information. That's why I love doing your show because you and I both come up with some stuff we haven't thought about.
0: I appreciate that. And exactly. That's why I look forward to having you guys on. Then I'm like, all right, I look forward to talking to someone that I respect their opinion uh, about this. So I wanted to get to some games, but I got to bring this up, Merrill. So I don't know if you saw this, but Tom Brady, breaking news. Tom Brady's company, TB12, uh, took $1 million in PPP loans. 52% of small businesses (laughs) that applied did not get any money. I wonder if it's any coincidence. He's buddies with Trump, right? Um, He got, Tom Brady took $960,000. $960,855 for TB12. Tom Brady is worth over $200 million a year. Giselle makes $94 million a year. She's like a billionaire. She has more money than he does. Like, really, Steve? Really, like Brady? Come on, bro. That's pathetic, Steve.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised it took this long to come out because, you know, a lot of the corporations that, you know, got called out for that back in, you know, April and May kind of gave the money yeah. back real fast when they started getting that bad press. Um, I will say this, I don't think it was Trump's fault. He wasn't the one handing out the loans. That was the um well, the Treasury and the Congress yeah, and everyone but but, yeah, no, no, You no, know, no. I mean on. it just
0: let, let me just say this, Steve. Let me just say this. An investigation today has just also uncovered. That basically a majority of companies that got money were companies that were renting buildings in Kushner's real estate. And then they paid the rent with the money that oh, was well. given. Like Yeah, yeah, Steve. Let's just like yeah. It's not random, Steve. <laughs> put it this way. I bet you the bottom line is I bet you Colin Kaepernick's company didn't get a million dollars, Steve. I'll put it that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, what I'm saying though is, none of these guys, none of these companies should have gotten it. The people doing the application process should never have approved them. So I mean, the whole thing. But hey, it's government. I mean, the whole thing is fixed. It's all corrupt from within. You know my feelings and all that.
0: I know it's just Tom Brady, bro. Like, like really? What do you care about 900k? Like, I get it. all. I have employees and stuff. Whatever, dude. You're selling supplements and weird voodoo stuff, holistic stuff, and whatever. And. You know, you've got over $200 million. Giselle is like one of the richest. I think she's made more money than any model in the history of the world. Like, she's really rich. I don't know why. Like, I'm not disrespecting her, her beauty rightly, but I'm saying I don't get where the money comes from. <laughs> like, what are they? how much do they give her to walk on a catwalk? Like, evidently a lot. Uh, but nevertheless, nevertheless, Steve, BYU Coastal Carolina, what do your power rankings say, Steve? I think BYU covers. And I'm going to look up how much Giselle makes right yes, now sure. when you tell me.
2: <laughs> By the way, one thing, I just put up the articles. I hadn't heard about it. I will say this. I'm not defending it one way or the other. But there is one thing to think about here. That money, actually, that's the forgivable loan. It's actually all being used to pay people. So it wasn't really going into Brady's pocket, keep in mind. It was actually paying people that were going to be unemployed, maybe. So it is one other way to look at it. I haven't really developed an opinion on this story because right. I haven't really looked at it. But that's something I just pulled up here. I think that is an interesting take on it. Makes me a little less upset about it, I guess. If it's, it's not like Brady was pocketing the money. He was paying his workers with it. That's why the, was the same in order thing. for it to be a forgivable loan, it, it had to be used as payroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get it. you know, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. some yeah. you could actually maybe justify it that way. The more I'm looking at it, but once again, who cares? Um, what's interesting about this game, though, Gabe, is that um, when I did wager talk today on Tuesday with Teddy, um, the one college game I talked about for the week was I actually used Liberty plus seven. <laughs> and I mentioned it just looked a little high to me because I thought the two teams, they played a tougher schedule. And then one day later, uh, the COVID situation comes out for the Liberty quarterback. And now that game's not even on the board anymore. And BYU steps in to go to coastal and it's a hell of a game. I mean, these are two teams we've talked about a lot here on the show. Um, on the surface, I do agree. I think BYU's the better team. It's just, I think it's a tough scheduling spot though. You know, they're having to travel on very short notice, obviously. So I think, even though there's really no crowd edge for Coastal, I think the, you know, the home field advantage um, is maybe somewhat substantial here just due to that uncertainty of the travel and everything else. Um, but 10.5 looks like a big number. Um, I do think they're the better team, but I feel like the situational setup might allow Coastal to keep it close. You know, I, I lean towards Liberty getting more than a touchdown. I'm almost leaning towards Coastal getting double digits for the same reason, just because these are two teams that have played pretty good this year. But as we've talked about, BYU has just smoked everybody they've played, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, closest, uh, UTSA of all people, San Antonio, the Roadrunners, closest anyone came, Steve, seven points, 27-20, in a game that BYU were 34-point favorites. Um, it was a Saturday night game. They were playing on a Thursday at Houston the next week. They mailed it in. That was the one game this year that they, they didn't put the pedal to the metal. For the record, uh, she's on the verge of becoming a billionaire. This is pretty impressive, actually. She's the first female self-made billionaire in Brazilian history, the country of Brazil. Like everyone else inherited money. Oh, bil-
2: billionaire. Yeah, billionaire. Okay. Billionaire.
0: billionaire. She's gotcha. the first self-made female billionaire in the country of Brazil's history. Pretty damn So she's richer promise. than Tom
2: Brady, which I did not. Uh, by, I didn't realize much. she was wealthier than Tom Brady. because I.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah I didn't realize way. she was yeah.
2: that famous because I, oh, I yeah. only know of her as his wife, basically.
0: <laughs> no, so no, 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 no. Surprised in by that. In the world, it's the other way around. Like, you know what I mean? She's mega, bro. Wow. I'm um, seeing right now she gets $10 million to walk on a catwalk. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of money. How'd they meet? Because <laughs> okay, you know Brady. What a coincidence, Brady hunts out the richest supermodel in the world, eh? Well, he leaves that Bridget Monaghan knocked <laughs> up in a in a hospital. But anyways, anyways, Auburn, Texas A&M. What you got, Steve? <laughs> I want to take Auburn, but am I yeah, walking, this is into a a game. walking into a trap here? A&M or G- yeah, A&M or G-
2: yeah A&M. I was just going to say, I mean, there's no question. Yeah, the line's inflated, but, I mean, do you really want to take a chance at Auburn showing up here? I mean, they just got beat down by their rival Alabama. They're now, you know what, five and three on the season. They really have nothing to play for at this point. Uh, A&M's got everything to play for, um, but you're paying a premium, and we saw that last week. They're up 20 nothing late, and they give up the meaningless backdoor cover. Another one of those backdoor covers, Gabe, if you had LSU last week, they squeak out the cover, losing by 13. That line went from 13 to 15 and a half during the week. Um, I could see this game kind of having that same situation, although Auburn doesn't exactly throw the ball very well, so they might have a tougher time playing from behind.
0: What do you think of Ohio State, like 23 and a half against Michigan State?
2: I mean, Ohio State's the way i play it. I do have some concerns with that defense. Um, I do not think Ohio State deserves to be in the playoff right now, um, so I'm kind of glad they had that game canceled. Hopefully the five-game season ends up screwing them if if your boys Michigan don't play them. Uh, by the way, Gabe, do you think they're going to play that game in Michigan? Uh,
0: yeah, I think Michigan doesn't want the, the perception that they dodged it. I think they're going to try. I brought it up that they should sabotage Ohio State. I was kidding and all that. But um, I don't think Michigan wants the perception that they dodge Ohio State. And even me, I'm a diehard Michigan fan. I want to show up. Let's take our beating. Let's take our beating. You know what I mean? It's like it's your rival. It is what it is. You got to show up after school. (laughs) If you get punched, you get punched. It is what it is. Steve, these aren't glamorous games, but I think you're going to like where I'm going with this. Two picks I like. We got 30 seconds. I'll tell you, and then tell us what you think on the other side. I like K-State plus seven and a half. Devastating loss for Texas last week. Kids are already tapping out and quitting, getting ready now for the draft that they know they can't win. Herman's losing control of the program. Sooner Lisa in Oklahoma loves it. <laughs> uh, I like K-State plus the points. I like the under in that game. Six and one to the under the last seven times they played. Windy conditions tomorrow. 50 and a half. It was 51 and a half. And I'm thinking about West Virginia. I want your opinion on West Virginia against Iowa State as well. On the other side, sports rage late night. The Friday Night Freak Show continues. Bring it.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Mirecki. I anger class. I have it with Steve Harrell. Great with Steve. So Steve, I'll get right down to business here. We're going to the break. I like K State in this game. You know, I was on Texas last week, and you know the numbers, bro. Texas dominated the game. They did everything except win the game. But Tom Herman just can't do it for whatever reason. Sam Ellinger, too. You know, the kid, you know, he puts up numbers. But their defense is good, though. Texas's defense is good. I'm really impressed with their defense. They, you know, Texas, to me, has always been soft. And they're not now. Like, their run defense is good. I think there's going to be a ton of running in this game, Steve. Like I said, kids on Texas are starting to bail on the program now. K-State at home, they're going to play with some pride. They're getting seven and a half. I like K-State plus the points in the under. And I really want to take West Virginia, but am I getting enough points? What do you think about those two?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Texas is a good team that remains underrated, but I am concerned with the scheduling spots. So that's why I'm leaving that game off my card this week. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, Gabe, for them becoming a little flat. Tom Herman, of course, always a better underdog coach than as a favorite. So that's a dangerous situation. And I do have an opinion that Iowa State-West Virginia game, I think the under could be worth a look, under 49 uh, West Virginia quietly a really good defense this year, giving up just about 17.5 points a game, four and a half yards per play, but they've given up um, 17 or less now in four of their last five games, so they're really playing hard-nosed defense. I actually make the line eight and a half, so I think it's a little short, but I would not want to be laying the points with the Iowa State, even though it's a short price, because I think that West Virginia defense keeps it close. I think under 49 is probably the best way to play it.
0: They do have a good defense. All right, Steve, is there a college game or an NFL game you want to share with us I didn't ask you about?
2: Um, no, that's actually that, uh, that under uh, West Virginia I gave out on a few videos this week as a free play. Um, that was one of the last All games right. I dropped. Um, the free play I'm using on wagertalk.com, but this weekend is actually Oklahoma minus 21 and a half over Baylor. I would have liked to have gotten 21 or less, so keep an eye on that. It kicks off tomorrow night on Saturday, so maybe we'll get a 21. Uh, Oklahoma's a real play on team for me right now. Got off to that one and two start, uh, but offensively they've been as good as anybody in the nation the last month.
0: I'm buying in. I'm buying in. I think Oklahoma is starting to light it up uh, right now. Steve, it's always a pleasure, my man. The hour always flies by way too fast. Wager Talk TV. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Gabe. Late night anger management class continues.